everyone, and welcome to The Curly Hair Diaries, a show aimed at uplifting and empowering young women who struggle with the fact that their hair does not fit society's standards of beauty. My name is Lucille Henderson. I hope your day has been wonderful so far. Let's get into this episode. So this topic for this episode uh, is kind of centered around poetry. I know it's different than other topics where it's like very much just talking about um, curly hair and our experiences with it, but I feel like using poetry to contextualize our experience is actually very relevant, and so I, I did want to have an episode dedicated to this. And so specifically the topic is how we use poetry as a form of healing and resistance, uh, and resilience as well, um, in the context of like our experiences with curly hair and stuff like that. Uh, so I have an extremely special guest on the show. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Actually, I feel like he'll do a better job. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Hello, world. <laughs> Hello, Chapman. My name is Jeremy Michael Vasquez. I'm a spoken word artist, published author, motivational speaker, educator from San Francisco, oh, California. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> huh. Yeah, so, uh, okay, can you kind of explain also what you do for a living? Yeah, uh, my God. So, I am a nudist in the sense of I go to random places across the world and I strip myself bare mm -hmm. for strangers using words to heal them. Mm. And I do that through poetry. <laughs> uh, I do that through spoken word. Mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. a storyteller. I use my workshops. Um, to really bring a sense of identity and a sense of empowerment to youth, specifically youth of color, mm, mm. in an institutionally racist and um, oppressive country so yeah. that they can see the value of not only their hair, mm. but their life. Mm. Yes. Um, Y'all have no idea the energy that's about <laughs> to come into Like, you have no idea this episode is going to be so amazing. Um, oh, also something I like to ask all my guests, is what their curl pattern is. Um, curl pattern, for those of you who don't know, is like the tightness of your curl right. and like the shape kind of. So like my hair is like a 3B because of the shape. But if you don't know the name and the number, that might be difficult for you to say. But from what wow. I can see, it looks very similar to my natural hair texture like genuinely it really does wow have you never been asked this never <laughs> in my entire existence that is insane been to me asked my curl uh, i've been asked, have you not been asked i've been this? asked what you mix with i've okay. been asked okay, like you know do you have you heard of a comb <laughs> uh what i've been asked if mm -hmm. if if it's real I've been asked, can I touch your hair? That is the question oh that trumps every other question Don't I've ever been asked in my entire life. And then they're touching it as they're asking you to. Some actually just touch it Bef and then no. ask me as they're midway stroking it. Like, oh, is this weird? And it's like, well, um, hmm. No, there's, there's a little too late for that, huh? Non-consensual is probably the first word that comes to my mind, yeah. which is a little stronger than weird. Mm, mm. I, don't, I don't know if it... I think it's appropriate, though. I mean, this is this is our body, and our hair is very Extension. important to our identity. And I think 
there should be consent in that for sure. No, not when you're white. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, privilege, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I never heard of it. Um, okay, dope. And, I mean, yeah, okay, you kind of already answered that part. So, I, I think we should just jump right Let's in. Yeah, right Let's jump part. right in. All right, ready, All right ready, so ready. We, we're going to just actually perform poetry that, that relates to our hair. And, and yeah, so y'all about to be real, real blessed. My mother calls me at the airport. She wants to know the last time I washed my hair. Curious if I know anybody in Denver, Colorado who could do me a favor and braid it. Says hair should not look like this in the public. Nappy, full of kinks. Said I did not raise you to look like that. Says Jeremy, it would be a, a goddamn shame if your hair twists up. But little does she know she's already committed blasphemy. See, Jesus Christ had dreads and I'm planning on growing some. She solicits $20 from her wallet to let her hmm, comb it out. I tell her mother, I have never met a comb strong enough that could walk a mile in my afro. That has broken more rows of teeth than Cassius Clay in his prime. That I have had to retire more rat tails than thoroughbreds. That I have had to float past negative comments my whole life like a butterfly. And this Jamaican castor oil, mixed with this shea butter, have created a recipe so goddamn sweet that bees, they land on my head and mistake me for a flower. I have enough melanin. I have enough pollen. And I have enough stardust to create my own ecosystem. And if I can withstand 32 trips around the sun, I'll survive one more conversation with my mother under a microscope. My mother doesn't understand me. My mother's never taken the time to understand me. She doesn't understand my tangled hair is a metaphor for this country. And if I straighten that shit, it will lose its native roots. Mm. Besides, my dignity is not for sale. Andrew Jackson, who sits on that very bill, will not have any more ownership in the stock of black bodies. He owned 150 enslaved people in his lifetime, and while I am no slave to money, he will not have the pleasure of profiting in death. He can roll in his grave before I ever forfeit one of my coils for cash. He once placed an ad in the Tennessee Gazette looking for a five foot ten mulatto manslave, promising a $50 reward for his capture and $10 extra for every hundred lashes that nigger took while my mother, rich with good intentions, has robbed me. And robbed me, and robbed me and my self-esteem. Has overdrawn and overdrawn and overdrawn from an account she has never contributed to. Her firstborn child, me, has given her more second chances than anybody else in my life I know. She likes to remind me, Jeremy, I am your mother. I, I brought you into this world. And I'm too broken and too ashamed to admit how many times I have tried to take myself out of it. There are too many days in the week I wake up and I do not take pride in my blackness. I look in the mirror and I see Chupacabra 
I look in the mirror and I see Loch Ness. I look in the mirror and I see Godzilla, but God only knows it's taken me most of my life to actually like what's in the reflection and it takes my mother a few words to set off explosives. She says, Jeremy, you blow everything out of proportion. She is right. I am more ticking time bomb than actual person. The days, the week, I wake up and do my hair and try to look all cute and shit. They mistake me for Polynesian. At least they acknowledge me on the bus in San Francisco. The days I'm lazy and I throw it in a beanie, they treat me like a Muslim until they hear the bass in my voice. And if you listen to them close enough, you might even get some blues. But when I dance, see, when I dance, that rhythm is synonymous with being African-American. To be black is to feel invisible in my natural state, yet be celebrated whenever I assimilate trauma. Trauma manifests itself in bodies just like this. My mother says I am so handsome when I clean up. But I have cleaned out images in my five o'clock shadow and my deep waves. My mother is still living in the past, which is why she wants me to clap my clock back, back to before the days of cancer. And I understand. I was a lot cuter then. And more importantly, I understand she never thought I would get this old. But I am so confused, because I do not know when she looks at me, if she sees my father or she sees her baby. Mm. Either way, we both abandoned her. I wish loving a black man on no one in this room. I wish loving a black man on no one in this world. I am at the baggage claim, a double entendre. My bag is the last one left. My mother asked, can we FaceTime? I decline. I know she would not like what she saw on the other line. And I, I love my mother more than anything. I love her way too much to disappoint her this many times in one full day. Look at all. <laughs> oh my God. That is so amazing. Wow, such relief. Ooh, yeah. Such relief, right? Like yeah. you get the air, the windows open, mm. you kind of like keep it real, like mm. sit back with it. Like mm. you ain't gotta be mm. uptight or uncomfortable. Yeah. And now you know where I'm coming from with the rest yeah. of this the rest of the show. No. I love that. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. I, I got know. I got nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I think when things are recorded and like it's all I don't know, official esque, it, it's hard to feel natural and yeah. I think um, the times I've performed my poetry and I feel like music is actually more when I perform yeah. consistently. It's when I'm like alone or with people I'm really comfortable with that I feel like I execute everything best. But that was impeccable, so no, no one could tell. At <laughs> well, all. So uh, one of the one of your librarians came and looked in the window, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm being loud. Somebody <laughs> snitched already." No, it's all right. Well, it is. But I kept going. Yeah. Um, I did calm my volume down though, because I was like, I don't want her to get kicked out. <laughs> no, you. I don't good. want her to get bad credit. I don't no, want the good. police to show up because. <laughs> These are things that all happen. I yeah, mean, no, I'm not making any of this up. Mm. Like, there's a lot of 
institutions that are predominantly white where black students have been arrested mm. and beaten mm. and almost killed for, I don't know, falling asleep in the library, walking while black, mm. trying to sleep in their dormitory, in the lobby. Mm. There's so many cases. I'm sure you can't walk through the school without thinking for a split second, although you might look less dangerous mm. that you're still... Mm. That's right. Yeah. No. Look at your hair. Yeah. Totally. Um... No, I feel that way all the time, but I, I do feel privileged being light-skinned and when my hair is in braids like this, but also even that's enough for some people to feel uncomfortable. It's pretty it's pretty ridiculous. Like, But I'm definitely more aware when my hair is out because it's, it's seen as a statement, even though for me it's it's seen as something that's comfortable. Yeah. It's a statement here. Yeah, it is. And it's interesting because it's like, yeah. You know where we're from. That's it's it's just us being us. It's and how you roll. Yeah. Out here, you're definitely more of a, you're more of a you're more of a costume. Mm. I don't know if you watch Dear White People. Of course, you know the but the, the dude who wrote it and directed it and everything went here. Dear White People is my favorite <laughs> show. I don't watch many shows, but that shit right there is no. so real. Oh, y'all need to check that out immediately. I watched the entire second season in one weekend. I ordered pizza. And I, <laughs> it was the most therapeutic experience <laughs> of my life. No, no, it it's oh. It spoke oh, to you. Oh, one hundred percent. It was so interesting. I've never. I had to like kept pausing every episode because I was like, every single statement it is hits. something I resonate with, yeah. and I have never experienced that before. Where it's like every yeah. single thing, everything. I feel like I've had a conversation like that, have thought internally about something related to what he was expressing and portraying, and it was just really overwhelming. I was like, oh, this is what representation feels like. Yeah. I was like, this is something, you know, like we all fight, we're fighting for, but when you feel <laughs> it, you're like, oh, shit. Uh, like, oh. It hit different. You're like, oh, okay. So what did you do to, like, cleanse your soul after that weekend? Mm-hmm. How did you release after consuming all that? After the summit? No, after that... Uh, you know, straight up weekend, um, you know, season two oh, oh, yes. congestion, like after yeah. you just kind of let myself feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. after you go through an experience like that, um, how do you, how do you cleanse? operate back? Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I kind of thought, um, I, I thought that watching that was a cleansing for me in a certain extent to a certain extent because it, it was very validating in terms of like everything I've experienced and I feel like watching yeah. all of that kind of reset me even though of course there's some very like triggering imagery and like triggering messages and all that stuff but like but um, at least for the second season you know the first season like was really heavy at the end it was really, really heavy. <laughs> we're not going to try to spoil we're not going to spoil anything but it was really heavy at the end. <laughs> um, this, the the second season, I feel like I was able to feel a little more rejuvenating. So what what character? I think I have my idea in my head, but which character do I resonate? Could you with? most resonate with? That's so hard. I feel like I'm a mix of, a little bit. Of? I kind of go ahead. You, you, I oh my god, what are the oh isn't it Sam? Sam's the main character, correct? Savage. Yeah. <laughs> And the and the side character, the, the her friend, who's dark skin, really the beautiful, braids. really smart. What's her name? But the braids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The long braids. Yeah, 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 long braids. Y'all, you're gonna hate us if you know the show and we don't. Um, y'all know who we're talking about if you've seen the show. 
I'm a mix of both. I think I'm a mix of both. I think. Because I like the... I like the um, there's two black Tempest? girls actually. So her side chick, I mean her side chick, her her friend. Her friend. There was one friend that was her best friend. That's no longer her best friend. Who was her roommate? No, 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 not no. Not her. No, 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 okay. No, no, no. Oh, okay. We had to make sure we separate herself from that one. No, no. Got you. Her friend. I know you're talking about. Her friend, like her, right? The co-host on her show. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. The co-host on her show. Okay. Um. But I mean, this is kind of ironic because I do have a show and I'm mixed and we're talking about this. So I guess I am giving a lot of Sam. <laughs> Stop looking away. They can't see you looking away, but he's looking away at me. Oh, this is great. This is so fun. Oh. Wait, who do you resonate with? You think. I think you know which one I resonate with. Um, uh, yeah. The, the, um... Oh god, what's his name? But the one that's had a who has a had a crush on Sam for a really long time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he he performed poetry I know. on the show. I thought I was like, oh god, I was like, hey, oh, who yeah. took my life and put it on the show to give me permission? Like, I know, plagiarizing. Dude, like, that's exactly how I felt. That is exactly how I felt. I was like, this is like too personal. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm being attacked. Yeah, like oh, I did not get permission. I didn't get access to someone to take my life and make a character and then throw them on a on a show. Where I'm not seeing a single red cent, but okay. But it's also like that's what we ask for. Yeah. So it's, it's so funny it's to like actually get in. It's like, oh, 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 oh. It's triggering, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, ugh. You're like, wait a minute. I feel like it's like it personally impeded on me. Like, yeah. there was a camera set up in my college years yeah. that followed me from college to real life, and I didn't know it was there. And yeah. now they made a character and the same qualities and, yeah. you know, a lot of the same personality traits yeah. are embodied. And it's, I see that. I really see It's kind of like, whoa. I really, really, really see that. My soul. Right? Ugh, I love that show. Ugh. I love that show. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> this felt great, by the I way. Know. I had to get that out. I'm I, glad. I also, too, saw season two. It wasn't, I didn't binge watch it in the weekend. Mm. I don't have that kind of life. I don't have that <laughs> life at all, actually. That's good, though. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Uh, I wish I had time for myself. Mm, I would probably know the curl pattern of my hair. <laughs> I'll probably wash my hair more often than I do. That's real. Uh, I could go, the list goes on, but uh, I definitely saw the season two and um, the, season, the seasons have really, really spoken to me. And I know mm. coming to the school, you know, for you being mm. a unicorn on this campus <laughs> full of Coachella uh, students, mm. Um, mm. it definitely has to make you feel some type of way that what you're doing is the same thing you saw yeah. during a series. Dude, that's actually true for me. I never really thought about that until you pointed it out. There you go. <sighs> no, that's, that's true. And I feel like I, I noticed there, there are a lot of parallels now that you see it because it is a form of healing. Every, every one of those episodes because she's talking directly to the people she feels like she can't say to their face. Yeah. And being with people, mm-hmm. being able to comfortably articulate how you mm-hmm. feel, but doing it through a medium where they can hear it, where you don't have to say it to their face, yeah. is is empowering to us. Yeah. Is very empowering. It's liberating. It is liberating because you don't feel the need to censor yourself, yeah. code switch things we were talking no. about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially you. There are chains here. I've mm. seen the chains. Mm. I've seen people chained, professors, students. Yeah. So for you, you are breaking all those chains mm. and activating a whole new way of thinking. You're like mm. the 
the the the enslaved uh, leader that leads the rebellion. So mm. in many ways, you're also like yeah. birth of a nation. Oh, not the first one, <laughs> the second one, mm. the one with our boy. Um, There's a second one. They made a they made a like a calm. Like like a response movie to that? They made a movie called Birth of a Nation in 2015-16 where it starred um, a black actor. Oh. And I know right now it's coming up. For those of you who don't know, Birth of a Nation was a movie that came out in like 1915 that um, basically glorified the KKK, demonized black people, basically portraying black people through having white actors in blackface, mm-hmm. the whole point of the movie was basically mm-hmm. um, to like dispel this narrative that black men are rapists. Yep. And yeah, it was really disgusting. It literally brought back the KKK. They yep. used it Full force. as a method to um, cre- recreate that yep. community. Rebirth them. Um, very disgusting. I didn't know they actually made a yeah. se- second movie. 2016. That, to combat that. Uh, there was a film based off Nat Turner, the enslaved man oh. who led a slave rebellion yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia in 1831. And it starred Nate Parker and a whole beautiful cast, including Gabriel Union. Oh, no way. Yes. What? It, it definitely... You should... You know what? So our school actually had a Birth of a Nation poster up in Dodge. Yep. We protested and we got it down. I think... We should put this poster instead. I would Dude. help you. If it's during the weekend Dude. I'm here, I would gladly accept the charges. Shout out to the people that organized the protest the last week. Yeah, no, we, we, put we put a lot of effort. We put a lot of effort. One of them is one of my favorite people in the entire world. Ariana. One of my favorite yeah, people Ariana. in the entire world. I met her at an ABC conference in San Francisco. Oh, I didn't know you met her there, actually. I met her there. And, of course, the way the universe is set up, I would run into her many times since in mm. classrooms and conferences. And uh, she has really just kind of yeah. bloomed to this beautiful black girl magic like herself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that really empowers me to believe that not only is the school in good hands, but the leadership that has come from <laughs> from a school full of oppression, uh, mm. hopefully it will transcend into the future students because mm. mm. there is a dying breed here and I'm just really excited to think that this is just the beginning there are for people both of that you. care yeah. yeah no for sure I totally want her on the show um, she actually reminds me a lot of Sam too though for Listen, being real. I know some Sams <laughs> Period. That is such a compliment, though. <laughs> I think. I think. Savage! <laughs> um, awesome. Do you write about your hair in your poetry All the time. Lot? It comes up, doesn't it? It's, it's a huge part of my identity. Like, mm. whether I have it like this, which is in this natural state, which mm. I, I appreciate the most when it's like this because it's it, out. It foreshadows who, the, who you're going to meet. <laughs> like, mm. what you see mm. is exactly what you're going to You're going to get. Mm. Something that's uncensored, Mm. (laughs) something that's uncontrolled, something that's raw, Mm. something that's vulnerable, something that is beautiful. In many ways, thank you. I've had to grow into that, but in many ways, it embodies someone that walks into any space and doesn't assimilate. Mm. This is the most self version of me you're going to get. When I put Mm. it in a ponytail, 
or a man bun. Yeah. You know, I get called different things, and it helps me kind of get into spaces where I'm treated with more respect, mm. where I'm treated a little differently, where I have it in braids. I am your modern-day ludicrous. I am Nipsey. I am mm. really fetishized for my braids, for my blackness. Mm. Um, when I wear it in poof balls, my daughter's favorite, I am Mickey Mouse. Dude, I've gotten that before. I was called Mickey Mouse as a yep. kid because I was... <laughs> It's, I'm way more approachable. Yeah. White people just feel yeah. the most, the most bold, the most courageous to say the most out of pocket shit. Mm. Um, mm. So obviously, all my hairstyles, you know, decide a different exterior to yeah. strangers. But to me, I'm the same person. But when mm. I'm wearing this uh, frohawk, I definitely pull up with a uh, more of a Tupac attitude. <laughs> I the, love it. This, this is definitely my like. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to mm. with me. Like, this is... <laughs> at least when I... If I were to walk into a room, would that be the song playing as I'm walking in like this? Like, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, yes. All right. I don't know. Should I say mine? I think I think it's time. It's time. Okay, just, just so you know, I've only performed this once. Oh and it was for my women's studies class. Um, and we were asked to write a poem, just to, just to write a poem, basically. And it's interesting that when I sat down to do this, oh my, my brain nav- just like automatically like navigated towards wanting to do something about my hair. You know, it just like kind of came out, and I feel like it's because I haven't given myself any time to, I don't know, feel some type of way about it. I, I think that's the last thing I've let myself heal on. Ooh. I think there's lots of things that yeah. you kind of have to deal with first. Yeah. And like, I, I think I just do my hair routine, deal with it, whatever. But like actually thinking about how it's affected me is something I, I feel like I've pushed off. And it was just a lot more emotional than I thought it would be. Anyway, so <laughs> I'll just say it and then we can talk more. But... Yeah, I know. Someone called you gorgeous, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, live streaming this, that's why. Um, okay. I came out the womb light as a feather, as a cloud, as air. It was the world that started weighing me down, and it all started with my hair. It was soft, smooth, thick, and dark. My mother never questioned that it was art. I couldn't see that painting, though. It was like it was blocked from my eyes. Something was preventing me from loving it, and instead it was filling my head with lies. It's too frizzy, big, rough, and loud. How could anyone look at her? How? I started to recline back, make myself small, hoping it would let me go unnoticed by all. Pressing the rich curls down, Mm. hearing my hair sizzle and pop. And while the heat was unbearable at times, nothing was going to make me stop. For I felt beautiful, proud, happy and tall. But the more I reined my hair back, the more it came back punching, Uh. ready to brawl. It would resist the heat and frizz at any sign of water not letting me succumb to ideals that I thought made me feel stronger. So I started listening to my hair. I let her finally breathe, (laughs) 
tried to understand her grievances, her wants, her needs. She told me all she wanted was my care, touch and love. And while it was hard to give that to her at first, I started to, slowly but sure enough. The curls have now started to bounce back, taking their original form. No longer are they constrained with such outlandish cultural norms. Mm. And while I still struggle, even now, I know it was she who has set me free. Who would have thought all that could happen if you stopped listening to the heat? <laughs> okay, that's enough. Wow. says thank you <laughs> my spirit says you are so much more than you'll ever see in the mirror but mm. I definitely appreciate that thank you it was interesting when I was writing this when I was right it just I'm telling you it was one of those mo moments where like I feel like people try to like um, capture in a film where things just kind of like fall off yeah. of you and you just start writing and like you literally can't stop yeah. it was it was it was literally like that like I, I've never experienced something like that even though I'm a musician like it was it was just coming out of me it was like something like needed to um, and, I, and I think it did and the first time I performed I remember I like went into my bathroom and like locked the door and like my bathroom like automatically turns on a fan when you turn on the light so no one could really hear me and I was just and I said it for the first time and I started crying towards the end and I didn't think it was that yeah. emotional because yeah. I'm like it's just hair but it's not just no. hair it's not it's not I mean obviously I have this entire podcast on this like it's not <laughs> just hair like it's not just hair and, and it was so and then when I performed it so we had a poetry circle in my women's studies class it was one of the most therapeutic things I've ever done and we were all so vulnerable with each other and it was a really special moment and when it came to me, I'd been practicing, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm getting my grade. Like, that's it. Like, Come on. I'm not about to break down. And I, I broke down more than I did when I was alone. And I think it's because I felt comfortable with yeah. them, and there was a sense of community and, like, yeah. safety that I felt. But, like, I mean, like, I was... I was just... I, I still got it out, and I got it through, but it was it was really nice to, like get that off my chest, you know? Um, I, I, I know this is a healing <laughs> like art form, but when you experience it yourself, like it's a whole, you like, it's like a whole nother thing, I feel like, you know? Have you ever heard of the caged bird sings? No. Maya Angelou wrote a poem called mm, Why the Caged mm, Bird Sings. Mm, okay, wait, that does sound familiar. Yeah, it yeah. sounds very similar to the way that you've been Caged in. Caged in mm. with this part of your identity mm. and this liberating experience, this yeah. freedom song that you mm. sang, mm. it tapped into the spirit because <laughs> uh, that was your soul speaking. Mm. That wasn't even you writing. You talked yeah. about how it came yeah. through you. Well, yeah. there you go. It came from a place, and when that place can have no more, mm. it flies, and yeah. it, you let the wings come out for that. And mm. I, I would have probably been in the classroom where the intensity was high 
I'm probably sure there are multiple people in there holding back, mm. fighting tears. Because mm. we fight ourselves all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And you've done it, we've done it, I've yeah. done it. With this yeah. hair, it feels like a curse more than it does a blessing. Mm. And you kind of started it off, like, the way that you story told. Yeah. You talked about it in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it was soft. <laughs> in the beginning, it was a cloud. It was, and then it just went straight to this place of, Agony and, mm. and the way mm. you kind of had to yeah. use that hot comb. I could hear the sizzle yeah. and the pop, mm. and that made my skin crawl because yeah. that's I've never done that to myself. You have subjected your hair, yeah. that crown of yours, to all kind of conditions, yeah. and I know that was just hearing it right now was was a lot for me. So <laughs> I got to imagine. I'm amazed I didn't cry. <laughs> 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 so please don't. Uh. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, and like getting your ear burned, like the back of your ear burned, that was always a thing. Because you want to get it so close to the root because you don't want anything to show. You want it to Ooh. seem like, you want to seem like from the root, it's straight. There's a poem in here. Oh, yeah. There's a new Ooh, poem in here right now. Yo. See, I don't even know what that feels like. That's good, though. That's I, not a, it's, it's, it is. I, it I is can't imagine that. Other, it's a whole other thing. And, and, but what I was saying again in my poem, like, I felt so beautiful. I felt so beautiful. I felt more beautiful than I ever felt before. I was explaining in my podcast, the first podcast I had was with my mom, actually. She's white. And so when she was dealing with my hair, she had no idea what to do. And I didn't know either, obviously. And my dad's the one who's black. And he's never been in, you know, the room when my grandma would do my aunt's hair, you know. So he has no idea either. So we were very much lost in that respect. And so my relationship with my hair was always one of like agony as you're saying I, I never wanted I never loved it at all at all it was always something that was an inconvenience yep. something that made me feel different wasn't yep. beautiful enough yep. blah 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 you know and so to wow. um wow. the first so when my hair finally got long enough this is what I was saying in my episode with my mom my first episode the moment it was long and quote unquote long enough I straightened it because I I wanted to feel like how I just saw all these you know white blonde girls feel with their hair just like kind of like swooping in the wind just like ever flowing like super silky super smooth and literally I I just remember looking at myself in the mirror I mean it was the most god-awful it looked so bad believe me like it was just like it looked like a weird perm but like I felt so empowered and I just think that's so ironic it's so ironic and looking back now, it's I'm just so thankful I I uncolonized myself in that respect, you know, and took my took away that mindset, you know, like that's took so... that power right <laughs> back. Like I'll take that now. Ugh. Thank you. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think it's it's as you were saying though, like it's hard to hear it's beautiful stuff. Like I'm I know yeah. it is. I'm trying to get there, yeah. but it's still, it's, trauma. it's, it's still, it's trauma. <laughs> it's, a minute. it's trauma. Even when I get approached on my hair, it's like, I think it's a joke. Mm. It's, it, it, I don't smile the same way that I should. If someone compliments yeah. my art, it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, like, my yes. hair is like. Do you really mean that? I'm still trying to love it. Yeah. This is going to be a lifelong process. Because mm. like you said earlier, right? You just spoke to my spirit when you were like. You know, it's all these blonde white girls with their hair. And Malcolm X, who is t- mm. 
if you don't know who Malcolm X is, they should know. It's okay. Uh, Malcolm said a quote where he was like, "Who taught us how to hate ourselves?" And mm. the answers were like a long laundry list because we see that in the media. We don't see <laughs> we don't see ourselves ever reflected in an empowering way in a natural state. Mm. We see. Mm. Even when we go to job interviews, even when we talk about the work field, you have to do our hair, we have to uh, make as many people comfortable with our presentation as possible, Mm. but every time a white person is comfortable in a room, that means someone on the other end is Mm. suffering, Mm. and there is no type of conversation around from the institutional background to the filmmaking background to the way that we tease girls with natural hair to to the jokes and to the hate and to the crime we commit crimes every day when we call a black girl pretty for a black girl mm-hmm. or we commit crimes mm-hmm. every day when we talk mm-hmm. about people being African booty scratchers and then we make mm-hmm. fun of like this natural progressive position that, yeah. that is us so the assault that black children are under is unparalleled mm-hmm. like every black child I've ever met has had a conversation in the mirror about like why? Like I yeah. wish I could be yeah. everybody else, but and yeah. and it's so. This is why all the black kids sit together at the cafeteria when we're young. Mm. I think there's a conversation in what we're saying. Like this is very heavy because I, I don't for me. Like I'm older than you, and I've got a little more experience. But yeah. like, yeah, those cuts are still very deep. Yeah. No matter what I do in my life, when I wake up, the first thing I have to acknowledge is what am I gonna do Dude. with my hair? Yeah. Who am I going to be today? Yeah. I think about that all, and I plan, like, I think, like, okay, if I have something Uh important Uh on Wednesday, that Uh means on Saturday, Uh I have to make sure I braid it, and so it has enough time to dry by when I need to braid it off. No, literally, I, it's it's become second nature to the point where, like, when it's pointed out like this, like, when we address it, I'm like, oh, shoot, people don't have to do that. No! People don't have to do that. No! But, like, we've had to make that normal for us to survive and like I just think that's so interesting and especially like when I decide to consciously go against that it's it's the hardest thing like the other day my one of my really good friends wanted um to do a photo shoot with my roommate and I who's also black uh, um specifically highlighting our hair and he was like if you're comfortable like maybe you could do in your natural curl pattern. And I wanted to, too. I was like, I, I just want to, like, wash my hair and just put product in it and just see where it goes. Because <laughs> I don't do that often. I normally braid out my hair. So it's, like, looser curls, which is a whole other thing we don't talk whole about right now. Thing. Anyway, but... Uh, whole other thing. Whole other thing. But even though I was consciously like, yes, like, these are steps towards my healing. Like, I'm going to do this. I feel, be- like, mm, like, trying to talk myself into it. I... Throughout that entire photo shoot, I was like, I, I know I could look more pretty right now. Like, I was like, I know I could look more beautiful. And this is, like, only a couple months ago. Like, I was just like, I felt so uncomfortable. Even though once you posted the pictures, after I, I posted the pictures trying to be like, yes, like, reclaim that part, I was like, I don't feel like, I don't feel pretty. I, yeah. I feel like I could have looked better. I look, I, like, literally still, when I look back at these pictures and... Man, you'd think it wouldn't be that hard, but when all these notions are reinforced, it's 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 a lot harder than it seems to look yourself in the mirror and just genuinely believe you look good. Genuinely believe your hair is beautiful. Like, it's crazy how hard that is, you know? 
What's it like to say it out loud on, on a show like this? I mean, I still feel like I'm lying sometimes. And like I'm saying, it's like a manifesting thing. Like if I say it enough, I'll believe it. I believe when my hair, I, I think I've made the step to believe when my hair's braided out, yep. it's beautiful. Oh, of course. I believe that. I think I, I genuinely feel comfortable wow. and confident when my hair is braided out. I think it looks beautiful. I don't think I can genuinely say it looks beautiful with its natural curl pattern. I do not think I can say that. I look in your eyes. People that are watching can't see what this looks like, but this is a very, <laughs> a very. I didn't know what I was signing up for, but my God, <laughs> this is this is this is. I feel like I'm looking at the mirror. Mm. You know, and like when you get to that place of emotion, it swells inside of me like a water being filled. Mm. Um, and I, I have so many things to say. I'll start with a butterfly can never see its reflection. Like it comes through this caterpillar phrase mm. where it's not the most beautiful thing, right? But then it blooms and it becomes this butterfly, and people love it. People are like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Butterfly doesn't know that. The last time the butterfly saw it, saw itself, it was mm. climbing on a branch trying to get to a cocoon. Mm. And I feel like lots, lots of times we go through that same phase. Us, as people of color, mm. with hair. Like, we, the beginning, we see how bad it is. Even when we become beautiful butterflies like mm. us, we still can't yeah. see that. Which mm -hmm. is why strangers usually point it out, and for us it's like, Are you sh uh, yeah. thanks, yeah. but no thanks. And it's yeah. fucked up though, because I'll, I'll post a photo on Instagram with my braids, three, four hundred likes, 20, 20, 25 comments. Yeah. Yeah. I have my hair out. Yeah. It ain't that same energy. Yeah. So I already know, yeah. like, yeah. I already, wow. I already know, like, it's real, but I already know, like, I, I already know. You know I, I already know, right? I already know what they think of us. Yeah. I already know what they say about me. So every time I show up like this, it's an act of resistance. Like, what is more self-loving than showing up in a resistant place where you know this is not what people consider beautiful? This is not a European standard. I am mm. breaking the metric every time I show up like this. And mm. I know for me, mm. when I show up to, like, the, the, the children's march, and I see one black boy who is staring at me. Like, I'm like, do you want to fight me? Like... And you like me, but then I'm like, oh wait, you are the only one like you too. Mm. And you see my hair, mm. and you know I'm the only one in this entire melee of people that somewhat reflects you. Mm. And the idea, if you ever grew your hair out, now is in the play. Mm. Now you have a, I can kind of base what I'm going through looking at that over there and now I don't feel so this anymore. Mm. So when I go into a room full of black kids and my hair is out or white kids or Mexican kids, before I even speak, I've spoken. Mm. And it is already yeah. to love yourself yes. radically. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> like, oh. I, I've already spoken. Like, I eat the poetry is the cherry on top. Like, yes. and the love, the love that I bring to everything I do is like where the healing happens mm. because showing up is one thing. Yeah. Bringing a present for people, a gift, is another thing. And then loving them without anything asking for a return, that's how healing happens. Mm. Mm. So you have already done that today, and I'm just really happy that I got to see your reflection. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing and coming out. Literally, you were so <laughs> like, everything you just say is like naturally a poem. Like, I don't even know how it works. How does that, how do you just, I don't understand. Okay. Um, <laughs> Pain. Oh, Pain oh, is an excellent. 
is yeah. an excellent source. Yeah. No, and I, I know, and I know how you feel because that's what I felt writing this. It's like cruelly. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's like. It's it's it sucks how yeah. powerful it is yeah. when it asks you to dive in so deep, you know. Yeah. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I could talk forever. I could talk forever, but I know I need to real quick. But um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh Dude, my god! You have no idea. Thank you so. Y'all don't know how amazing this person is. Y'all don't know how amazingly powerful, how amazingly impactful this human is. And so y'all have been blessed. Y'all, your ears have been blessed. Your souls have been blessed. Your spirits have been blessed. Thank you so, so much. Hmm? What about you? I mean, yeah, no, I feel blessed. This this is the most important thing. I came here for you, not for Mm. Mm. anybody else. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Y'all. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks for listening. Um, And remember, reclaim your journey.